grace-filled, even joyful people are those who have suffered deeply. I've noticed that. Maybe I'll just I'll share something from my own life and that'll help um, again, maybe explain it, not explain, but it might be helpful. Many of you will know that, that Debbie was diagnosed with dystonia a few years ago, before we arrived in Basin Hill. And uh, Debbie was diagnosed with, with dystonia. And dystonia is a, is a condition that means that um, muscles work involuntarily. So they, they're doing things that they shouldn't be doing. And in Debbie's case, it was the ne- her neck muscles. And when, she, when this happened, we didn't know it was dystonia. We didn't know what it was. And, and I remember saying to Debbie, I was noticing that her, her head was moving one way, sort of continually kind of going one way. And we particularly, myself and the girls noticed it when we took photos on holiday, and we sort of noticed that her head was sort of, mo- not moving in the photo, but, you know, facing one way particularly in the photograph. And then it started to get worse. Over a a period of time, it it started to get worse. So that her quality of life was significantly affected as her head kept moving one way. And neither of us could work out why. And so it got to the point, basically, when... when, I've asked Debbie's permission, obviously, to share this, but when Debbie could hardly do anything to, to, to keep her head from... Because her neck was moving, her head was moving, it's basically affecting her whole quality of life. And I remember distinctly praying and crying out to God night after night as Debbie was, it was her, on the pillow, her head was moving involuntarily. And I remember pr- praying and crying out to God, God, will you do something, please, about this? We don't know what it is. And yet our cries and our prayers seem to go unanswered. Now, I'm thankful to say that with a successful diagnosis, we, uh, it was diagnosed as dystonia. And, and, and so that has meant now with regular treatment of Botox injections by her neurologist that the dystonia is much more manageable. And in fact, you hardly probably even notice it. But the dystonia is still there, and it seems likely without the Botox injections that that Debbie's quality of life would be really affected. And the thought of what would happen without that is, is just too awful to contemplate. But even as I say that, I realise and I acknowledge that many of you listening will have your own very personal struggles and testimonies of how God has moved in your life in powerful ways. And many of you will know all too painfully, that God doesn't always answer our prayers. But as I grow my walk with God, and as I hear and I I hear people's experiences, and the ways in which God works in people's lives through suffering, I'm convinced of the truth of what Samuel Rutherford said, that grace groweth best in the winter. So with these next few Sundays, we're going to be considering some deep and challenging questions. Next week, next Sunday, the question is, how am I going to get through this? Which is about seeking to find purpose in pain and strategies for dealing with disappointment. Yeah, just got that challenge to preach on. The week after that is joint service, so we're not, be having this, we're not focusing on this or that. So a week after that, we're thinking about, why are my prayers working? 
and we'll be wrestling with some of the most difficult intellectual questions, which is the question that people all around us are asking you as, as well. Why does an all-loving, all-knowing, all-powerful God allow suffering? Then we get to the beginning of April and we'll think about where is God when heaven is silent? And in that talk, we're thinking particularly of Easter Saturday, that, that silence between Good Friday and Easter Sunday when Jesus was in the tomb. And we'll be thinking about the questions of, of the pain of that day. And then we reach Easter Sunday. And the question on that day is, when will my prayers be answered? And on Easter Sunday, we'll celebrate the great hope we have in the resurrection of our Lord and Saviour Jesus and anticipating the day when all our prayers are answered when he returns to this earth. So there's a lot ahead of us. But let me finish with a prayer for trust in Jesus. And this was written by Ignatius of Loyola. So let's pray. O Christ Jesus, when all is darkness and we feel our weakness and helplessness, give us the sense of your presence, your love and your strength. Help us to have perfect trust in your protecting love and strengthening power so that nothing may frighten or worry us. For living close to you, we shall see your hand, your purpose, your will through all things. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Peter. We're going to move on now to, uh, to our prayers. Let us start by praying for the Barnabas, for the Barnabas Church in their present difficulties with the issues of flooding that they have and all the work they're having to do to get the place ready to be used again. Pray for wisdom for the leadership in organizing the work and in their discussions with the town council about flood defenses. Let's pray also for God's blessing on them here as they meet here for the next eight weeks. Turning our attention further afield, we lift up again before God the pain we feel as we, as we look at the crisis in Ukraine on our televisions. We pray for our leaders in the Western world. And the fear that getting involved might, may, might be considerably worse than 
staying uh, than getting involved uh, against the Russians might be considerably worse than staying our distance. And Lord, that is, that is so painful for them. We pray your wisdom. We pray your courage for them and for each one of us. We do pray for the people of Ukraine. We pray, Lord, that you would uphold them. Pray particularly for all religious leaders, that your spirit would fall on them. We thank you, Lord, for the rumors of our answered prayers that are coming out of that land already. And we ask, Lord, that you would continue to protect them and to frustrate the will of, uh, of evil people. Finally, we pray for any, though, any known to us who are sick and those who are bereaved. And let us particularly remember at this time Margaret Headley as she mourns the loss of Duncan. Let's pray also for all those of us who knew and loved Dun Duncan well. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Finally, we're going to um, pray for Susie and Martin Goodchild, who are off, to, uh, off to, to Kenya again. They're going to come and tell us a, bit, um, a little bit about what they're doing this time. If you'd like to take the lectern over there. After that, I'm going to ask for a few people to come up and uh, gather around them, and we'll pray them out and pray God's blessing on them. Hello everyone. Well, it's been a little bit cold and nippy this week, but we're very happy we're going somewhere a bit warmer on Wednesday. Some of you know already that we're going back to Kenya, uh, to Meru, where we work with Reach the Unreached, and we're going to be holding another seminar, and we're very much looking forward to going. Yes, we'll be out there for nearly four weeks, and we will do a two-week seminar which will be a bit different to usual. We normally go to train pastors to read the Bible for themselves. What we'll do this time will still include that, but it will be for more senior leaders and we'll be giving them some more uh, intense leadership training. But particularly, we want to be starting discussions which will enable them to learn from each other and particularly from the leader of RTU in Kenya, Peter Karangu, who is a wonderful man with great leadership experience. And we want to really facilitate them to be able to learn something from us, yes, but also particularly uh, from each other and all the experiences that they have had. So. so if you would like to be praying for us, we would really appreciate it. And as you know, pet prayer begins with the letter P. I've just got three words for you to consider and you pray. Number one, the pastors. Please, would you pray for them? Some of them have never been to our seminars, and we want to pray for them with all that God has for them, whether it's through us, through their time with him alone, or through conversations or happenings over the two weeks they're with us. Please pray for the pastors. And please pray for provision. Provision comes in all sorts of ways. 
provision of breakthrough for some of them who are having difficulty working out how to actually get to Meru. Breakthrough is what's going to happen in the provision for their church while they are not there. There are all sorts of ways you can think of provision that God can provide for, the, for all of us, really, as we go to be on this seminar. And you can pray for God to provide ways for us to have imagination. And, and also, I want to ask prayer for protection. So pray for the pastors, pray for provision, and pray for protection. And one of the ones that's foremost in our mind is protection from COVID as we travel. We're going to be in a lot of aeroplanes, a lot of different places, and we would really value protection from COVID. And then protection from anything else the Lord lays on your heart. Protection in traveling, protection as we eat together, protection as we talk, protection on the roads. Whatever you can think of in terms of protection, we would value that. So please pray for pastors, provision and protection. And thank you for any prayer. It really helps us. We can't go without your praying. It makes a difference, a big difference. So thank you. Because you are another P. You are our partners in what we are doing. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, that sounds a bit like Spanish Inquisition. We've got three and we've got four. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, we're going to pray here, uh, Martin and Susie and I. Would one, a few people like to come out and um, would you be okay, okay if we laid hands yeah. on you? Yeah, people yeah, like yeah. to come and lay hands on um, on Susie and Martin, and we'll pray. Um, we'll pray them into um, into whatever God has for them. There. Just remember, pastors, provision, protection, and any other thing beginning with P that comes to mind. <laughs> so I can ask that we use. If you're going to pray, can we use this mic? If it's on. There we go. If anybody wants to pray. So let's pray. Let, let, let's pray. Father, we do indeed lift Master Susie to you as they travel on Wednesday to Kenya. And that you will be their provider, your, the sustainer and the source of their, uh, their love and their faith and their journey with you as they travel and as they share with the pastors there, as they train and teach. Lord, would you provide everything that they'll need and that they will uh, have amazing times there with, with the pastors, with the leaders and that, that they, they will see you Lord moving in new and powerful ways uh, mm. so that uh, the church there can grow and be all that you want the church to be in that, in that beautiful land so be with them Lord we pray, bless them as they travel in Jesus name Lord God, we pray for protection for them both in their health, Lord. Um, we know that they've both got different things going on, mm, and yeah. I would just pray that you would surround them with your protection, Lord, that you'd bless them, yeah. and you'd keep them safe from COVID, and any other things that, uh, that may be around, Lord. So just guide them, Lord, and surround them with your Holy Spirit as they uh, go about doing your work. Amen. 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 And Lord, we've been asked to pray for the pastors, so we ask your 
your anointing on them, on their travels, and on their listening, and on their ministries. You've been asked to pray for protection in all traveling and everything else. And we ask for your provision as well for them. And I want to ask as well, Lord, for your peace in both their hearts. As they follow you, as they go out to Kenya again. Lord, may they have the peace of knowing that you go with them, that you go before them, you surround them. And you never leave them and you never forsake them. So, Lord, will you please bless them with your peace as they travel on Wednesday and for the next few weeks while they're out there. Because we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. So as we think, see, I found another P. <laughs> as we think of the peace of the Lord, let's offer, before, as Peter comes to lead us in communion, let's offer each other a sign of the peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Just for a moment, let's offer each other a sign of peace. We're using Eucharistic Prayer E. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Father, you made the world and love your creation. You gave your Son, Jesus Christ, to be our Saviour. His dying and rising have set us free from sin and death. And so we gladly thank you with saints and angels praising you and saying, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. We praise and bless you, loving Father, through Jesus Christ our Lord. And as we obey his command, Send your Holy Spirit, that broken bread and wine outpoured may be for us the body and blood of your dear Son. On the night before he died, he had supped with his friends, and taking bread, he praised you. He broke the bread, gave it to them, and said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When supper was ended, he took the cup of wine. Again, he praised you, gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So, Father, we remember all that Jesus did. In him we plead with confidence his sacrifice, made once for all upon the cross bringing before you the bread of life and the cup of salvation. We proclaim his death and resurrection until he comes in glory. Christ has died. Christ is risen. 
Christ will come again. Lord of all life, help us to work together for that day when your kingdom comes and justice and mercy will be seen in all the earth. Look with favour on your people. Gather us in your loving arms and bring us with all the saints to feast at your table in heaven. Through Christ and with Christ and in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honour and glory are yours, O loving Father, for ever and ever. Amen. As our Saviour has taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. his treasure. How great the pain of searing loss. The father turns his face away as wounds which mother chosen one bring
Body of Christ, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Blood of Christ shed for you. Amen. And so we'll pray this, pray this prayer together following communion. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. 
Shall we stand for our final hymn, Love Divine, All Loves Excelling? We've celebrated that in communion now. Let's continue to pray for God who is love. Praise God, rather, who is love. Oh! 
As always, it's been a joy to worship with you this morning. Before we finish, we have one final notice. Peter, come here. <laughs> At the risk of embarrassing you, Peter, or at least in the hope of embarrassing you, <laughs> well, I'll do my best. Um, can, can you be seen on the, on the camera, John? Oh, good, that's all right. <laughs> we want to maximize this. Peter has a special day on Tuesday. Are you going to tell them or am I? <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> Peter turns 50. <laughs> Come on, everybody, you wouldn't have thought anybody could possibly be so young. <laughs> so, uh, Peter, we want to present you with this. Um, inside is a token of our appreciation. And um, we pray you every blessing for Tuesday. And for the week away, you're going to have to celebrate the following week. Thank you very much indeed, everybody. So it was a surprise, really. Absolutely, it was meant to be. Bless you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Right then. And so let's finish. Go on, give him another round of applause. Let's finish by saying the grace to each other. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. So go in peace to love and serve the Lord. I had myself on mute for all that lot. <laughs>